Hello guys, welcome to the second mini episode of Nerds, Novices and Nice Guys. On this episode, we'll be discussing American Psycho, the book as well as the movie. Uh, you know, American Psycho, we consider it to be one of our one of our favorite movies of all time, and uh, we think that it's still relevant in today's culture. And today, we'll be discussing why we think it's relevant, what makes it relevant, and what makes its Uh, main character Patrick Bateman, one of the best written characters in either fiction or on the big screen. So, uh, guys, what do you think that uh, Patrick Bateman is an anti-hero, like in the vein of characters such as Don Draper or let's say Dexter? Do you guys think he is an anti-hero, or is he just a out-and-out villain? uh you know uh, personally speaking you know uh, the concept of an anti hero is someone who you want to root for uh, even though he is uh, indulging in something uh, in things which are ethically questionable right and uh, in that uh, perspective you uh, one of the one of my favorite anti heroes are the you know 70s films of amitabh bachchan like uh, deewar and shakti and you know what not and shole shole even he they went uh, typical heroes in that so uh, uh, they are in the, uh, the person the protagonist is not exactly indulging in some good activities you know he is not uh, a policeman who is to uphold the word of law or he is not a wrong well, he is a wrong person but he is not uh, exactly fighting the evil he is also a kind of evil himself but he is uh, he is indulging in unethical acts so to say or you know he is uh, stretching the uh, the boundary of morality to some extent because of some certain reasons that you know are uh, that only he knows and uh, we as the audience know and uh, when you are uh, when uh, when you have such a person who makes you question on whether you should root for him or not i guess then you have a quintessential anti hero and uh, for me personally i don't think uh, patrick bateman uh, fits under uh, under that uh, bracket you know because he he isn't you know you 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 don't want to root for him you might thirst for him you might you know get turned on by uh, his looks and you know you might want to uh, bust one out to whenever he comes on the screen but you never want to root for him in a sense right patrick bateman is in the kind of the guy who you want to go out with and have dinner with and what not probably end up dead if you had one ha huh? so uh, anyways uh, so i don't think personally he, uh, that he is an anti hero he is more of a psychopath and uh, i guess he is a villain in fact in my opinion one of the well played well written uh, villains in the history of uh, cinema See, I, I I differ with Arjun here. Okay, my definition of anti-hero is something different. See, the way I see it, you know, when we're talking about a hero and a villain, what we do is that we neatly arrange them on the spectrum of good and bad. Okay, so yeah, a hero is basically someone who we characterize as good, and a villain is someone who we characterize as bad, right? An anti-hero, on the other hand, is some is an entity which sort of negates this distinction between good and bad itself, right? So, an anti-hero would go and say that that you know what what would it would represent is a is a negation of that uh, as a binary of good and evil in in some ways, right? So, uh, for example, noir films, you know, uh, the way that they sort of uh, you know the way that they negated the you know a sweet and the the very neat binaries of good and evil to sort of uh, you know sort of 
reveal this very gray uh, area sort of uh, a concept i think that in a way uh, was an anti heroic uh, you know a uh, description of events right whereas in a in a in a normal myth you know there will be a hero who will you know defeat all the bad guys villains or whatever and you know emerge triumphant and anti hero is one who uh, who is constantly on the way to sort of you know upturn our notions of what is good and what is evil right so in a way that this is how i see uh, uh, what what patrick bateman is. i i think i think you know patrick bateman does a very good job at that you know look at how he talks about his concern about um, you know people uh, you know whatever children ha- hungry in africa or whatever right and then goes on to do one of some of the most horrible things that we know of right so so it sort of messes our understanding of what good is and what bad is right so in in that sense i think patrick bateman is, can be an example of a quintessential uh, anti-hero what do you guys what do you uh, do? i'll get back to you i guess samrat wanted to make a point yeah, so yeah. see uh, i i just want to say that patrick bateman is in my eyes is neither a hero nor a villain he's just a character again because uh, like the inco- inconsequential nature of his presence is made uh, is made apparent time and time again in the movie through uh, you know through the scenarios of people mistaking him for for some other guy yeah so he's just another regular schmuck who's a part of the system and in my opinion he isn't a hero or an anti hero he is just a symptom of the greater problem that was uh, present at that time of the consumerism of extreme indulgence of extreme self uh, you know extreme self centered uh, nature of most things at that time you know in the diet culture of the times and uh, wider consumer culture in general of the like, wider consumer culture of the 80s in general and uh, i believe that he's just a representation of that he's neither a hero nor a villain he's just a character who portrays whatever was wrong with society at that time and therefore i believe that he is an important character an extremely important character and an extremely important protagonist but again i i think that i cannot you know classify him as a hero or an anti hero person you know um, taking on both uh, taking you both on your points um abhinith uh, abhinith uh, what he said i kind of uh, back to i back to differ on what he said you know personally because uh, the point that he made he you know he talks about uh, hungry children in africa at one stage and then stabbing uh, at in one scene and then stabbing uh, a homeless uh, a homeless person in another it is your perception of a hero but then you you have to understand he is not exactly concerned about hungry children in africa it is just a coffee table talking point for him right he he doesn't give two shits about hungry children in africa he, uh, and uh, and then uh, you know he's this egoistic arrogant uh, self-centered kind of guy who who uh, who you know who uses points who uses you know uh, po- points of concern as to- talking issues right uh, uh, and uh, to me that isn't uh, exactly uh, and that doesn't uh, mess up that doesn't messes up with my uh, perception of uh, him as a hero or a villain i know he is a douchebag but uh, even tony soprano is a douchebag but uh, i still kind of root for tony soprano why 
because i know he is going through certain circumstances uh, which kind of you know atone for uh, not, which kind of explain his behavior not atone but they explain his behavior and uh, because of that maybe uh, maybe i can sympathize with him a little bit but with uh, patrick bateman i don't see any uh, you know back story to why he is such yeah, a messed yeah. so, up guy so if you are if you are considering like redemption to be a necessary aspect of what an what constitutes an anti hero i think yeah then then your your things run because uh, i don't think that patrick bateman can be redeemed in a sense yeah exactly and he uh, uh, yeah so uh, the movie deliberately i guess leaves out his origin part you know where where he t- where he could have explained why uh, where he could have explained why he is the way he is you know why he is such a bloodthirsty psychopath he, but he doesn't even talk about any such experiences in the past which might have shaped him like that and i don't know he doesn't uh, he doesn't i i for me personally i must empathize with the person i must empathize with the protagonist in order to consider him an anti hero you know uh, if he is indulging in something which is ethically wrong i must have to uh, empathize with him personally right uh, so kunal has to say something i guess yeah i before before uh, kunal says i just uh, pointed out that yeah uh, because uh, see i think uh, what you are talking about right that the fact that patrick bateman does not have an origin i think that in 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 some ways that is deliberate in the sense that yeah, if, we provide, if we try to explain patrick bateman you know patrick bateman we will not be able to explain him as right there's a passage in 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 patrick bateman uh, in in uh, you know uh, the uh, in the movie or and the book as well which says that you know where you know you might see i might look like you i might you know talk like you whatever mm-hmm. and you, you you might even shake hands and you know you might feel that's my feel my yours. flesh yeah yeah but i'm simply not there so what, there is what, an idea of patrick bateman that, you know there is there is this image of uh, of patrick bateman there is this idea of patrick bateman but the real patrick bateman in the sense that the person itself does not exist right and that is uh, that is a pa- that is a paragraph that is actually picked up by many um, you know theorists uh, including the postmodernist philosopher john bodriard right when he talks about his idea of science that you know that we, when we are trying to look at the reality beneath this you know hyper real that we have that we are living in hyper reality we are living in yeah. if we try to find it we will not find it because it simply does not exist the hyper reality yeah. that consumerist culture generates around us uh, through a system of signs and you know uh, uh, and and commodities that in itself has become a new reality and and the reality beneath it does not exist so the e- effort to find the origin of a patrick bateman is futile because patrick bateman is an idea that exists in and of itself and you know there's nothing beneath it yeah, kunal what were you saying Yeah, like uh, just on this point only. Like we don't really need uh, the original story of Arctic Beat, but as you know, we don't want to show where he's coming from. His action justifies what he's right now and why he's doing that in a sense. And the thing, you know, the idea of Arctic Beat, man. So I feel like in the movie per se, he's like a, a uh, you know, in a grey shade, not a villain or an anti-hero. Just someone said a character. But ultimately, when you see the movie as a whole, what it tries to tell you, in that sense, like he is an anti-hero against these uh, ideas of like consumerism or like anti-establishment. So the idea of Patrick Bateman is, in the sense, uh, anti-hero. But the character in itself, in the movie, is just a normal grey shit character. I guess that's like what I felt. Maybe that's you what know. you know. This paragraph relates to it. Uh, this this idea of uh, you know. uh patrick bateman that i am not them just you know a shell so like that like the idea is uh as a whole what's like 
एंटी हीरो दैट मीन आइडिया इज लाइक एन एंटी हीरो बट एज अ कैरेक्टर एज अ कैरेक्टर ही इज जस्ट नॉर्मल पर्सन इन अवे guy. and uh, when you put it in, uh, when you put patrick bateman in the context in which he exists you know uh, the wall street of 1980s power hungry uh, adrenaline rush adrenaline junkies uh, people who are odying on cocaine or what not and you know fast girls and fast cars and uh, that sort of era you realize that these people are same essentially you know you can just about make the same film about uh, just make another film about his friend you know his best friend timothy bryce uh, who who might have been a sexual offender right in uh, like patrick bateman was a murderer uh, timothy bryce would have been a sexual offender and yet you know you might have modeled an entirely similar american psycho on him or you could have made a film on you know paul, uh, paul allen as a, a drug smuggler or a money launderer who, uh, who was involved with the contras and the latinos of uh, back then and you could have a fi- fi- film quite similar to the american psycho of christian bale's character patrick bateman So yeah, I guess that is a very good analysis that Samrat gave us. That you know, uh, that doesn't uh, he he does not fit into any mold. He's just a regular white boss guy, right? Uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant guy who who uh, who who can be easily rep- who is easily replaceable by uh, another uh, another boss guy, right? And I guess that is probably one of the reasons why Patrick Bateman as a character is so insecure because he he kind of knows that he is so. Uh, replaceable you know he's just one of those everyday guys and you he, he some he goes on he takes the extra step to you know groom himself and look the better part you know so yeah that's that's what i think and you know now let's moving on to the other thing uh, we uh, one of the biggest controversies regarding the film american psycho and even the book american psycho is the fact that it has been criticized by many as you know something which glorifies violence and violence particularly towards women and um, uh, many people have uh, rejected this concept uh, most popularly you know the screenwriter and the director of the film itself in a, a film adaptation itself mary harren and gunvive turner and uh, um, they say that it is actually a very good feminist film and uh, what what is your opinion towards that you know what is your opinion towards the comment well bretty scenarios uh, thinks that it is a satire and these two think that it's a feminist film what do you make of it i don't think that it's a feminist film or a misogynistic film so to say it's, it's just again i would like to agree with the original author bretty scenarios that it is that it is again a satire of the culture that was prevalent at that time and uh, again it it remains important because uh consumerism again is seeing it it's it's emerging in a new form before you had analog consumerism you had to go to a mall to buy things or you ordered from mail catalogs now you just you see whatever you're buying on a screen in front of you and you can consume from the comfort of your home and it's leading to a sort of hyper hyper uh, consumerism which is easily available to the consumer and thus it it promotes more and more consuming of products uh, that yeah. you might not want 
we might not require per se but we feel the need to get them it hmm. again the same is apparent in today's uh, you know the the culture around buying and flipping let's say sneakers or supreme hoodies and the companies that are cashing in on this concept and uh, you know making drops in uh, you know lesser and lesser quantities so as to increase the exclusivity of their product and thus uh, through that th- uh, through that increase the desirability that the product has and therefore increase the need that a person or you know just anyone inter- interested in that product uh, uh, you know the need for them to consume so again we're seeing such a drastic rise in a new kind of uh, consumerism that we cannot essentially escape because we are we are faced with it every time we open uh, let's say a social media we face it when you open instagram uh, you open youtube and you see it so again i believe that the film stays relevant again as a satire of this a satire of the 80s version of this which was again the yuppie the wall street yuppie just buying into whatever was the fad at that time getting getting uh, you know reservations at fucking whatever whatever the top restaurants of that time were for example uh, bateman bateman would die for a reservation at dorsia or or he would kill for a reservation at dorsia let's be honest <laughs> and uh, again this shows this this need to consume and the exclusivity that was attached to the product increased the need to consume it and when uh, bateman couldn't consume it and he saw another guy let's uh, paul allen consuming it he felt a sense of jealousy and through that jealousy came anger and through that anger came in his mind or in actuality we cannot tell because again Bat- bateman is uh, an unreliable narrator we cannot really tell if he killed him or not but again he had the thought of killing him killing him just over a reservation just was some or or or, uh, or an apparently better business card so you can't so again i believe that it remains a satire and uh, shoehorning it into uh, you know the categories of feminist or not i don't think it serves the message that that the film was trying to portray very well so yeah i that's i mean I- see um I think uh, the I- question whether uh, American Psycho is like a feminist or a misogynist one, I think it deserves like a deeper and more more nuanced look. Uh, okay, of, of course, course. First, we draw a distinction between portrayal of something and glorification of something. Okay, what Arjun said that it glorifies, you know, people say that it glorifies violence. Don't understand that it is trying to portray violence. It's not trying exactly. to glorify violence, right? Exactly. Because if see if. if patrick bateman was made into this godlike character who just you know goes around killing people with impunity and is still lovable haha then you know we we, we say that okay you know they're glorifying violence but no patrick we, we, the the portrayal happens in the film in a manner that we we sort of try to dissociate ourselves with patrick bateman that this is not us right whatever i mean although an iron like ironically there are many people who sort of you know try to copy the patrick bateman look or patrick bateman style or whatever i mean they're just missing the point right so you know exactly. try to you, you should not try to emulate patrick bateman that is not the point of the movie. राइट बट ठीक है अब जो लोग कर रहे हैं करने इट्स लाइक फीडिंग मोर कंज्यूमरिज्म सो इट्स लाइक यू नो व्हाट दे आर ट्राइंग टू से इज कमिंग थ्रू राइट सो सो इन अ सेंस सो ऑफ कोर्स द द डिफरेंस बिटवीन ग्लोरिफिकेशन एंड 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 पोर्ट्रेयल एंड आल्सो यू नो व्हेन वी व्हेन वी टॉक अबाउट ओके व्हाट डू वी मीन बाय यू नो 
if we, if there you know radical radical feminists like uh, i think what was the name gloria steinem right yeah. uh, they say that uh, um, it is a misogynist thing what what do they exactly mean by it right so uh, i think here we need to draw a distinction between the medium itself right the book versus the movie right when we when we talk about the book everything is filtered through the lens of patrick bateman right and as uh, samrat said that you know patrick bateman is not a reliable narrator right so the actual uh, you know the actual way that these women who are being portrayed are we do not see that in the book we just get a filtered version of it through patrick bateman eyes who just you know viewed them as like a as like just just another commodity to be consumed by object him, right? of his sadism yeah, and yeah, exactly uh, yeah. exactly 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 so uh for him it is just like that but in the mo- in the movie right and this movie is like both directed and written by by women right yeah so in this woman we see this supposed you know the depth that these characters have you know the emotions that these characters have first time because here we there is no filter in, in a sense that between that you know everything that is being said is is being filtered through patrick bateman's eye we can see the women's reaction themselves and you know when patrick patrick bateman just goes on his long uh, you know uh, uh, his long uh, dissertation about uh, whitney houston or whatever right you we see how how visibly bored and you know these women are and you know this you see that you know what he's trying to do he's trying to front what he knows right so in that sense we're trying to see these women have more depth in them than than any man in this movie like you know does to be really honest right? exactly so, yeah so i i don't i don't see it as a see you know if you're a rad fam i mean you know see i i i my my take on rad fam philosophy is like you know is in itself might be motivating this comment but you know i'm not a big fan of it and i think that you know the attaching the word radical to it is like a disrespect to radical politics altogether but yes uh what they do is like you know unka alag wo hai ki matlab everything should be trans historical uh, transcendent category i don't agree with that i don't agree with the essentialist politics they do right uh, if, I, if you I, are a rad fan even chota beam is misogynist to you in my opinion yeah if if you are a rat fam even chota bhi mein somehow misogynist to you so <laughs> reality itself is a is misogynist bro i mean what can we do like exactly yeah yeah i mean i think andre dorkin ki kitab hai na intercourse where she basically talks about the idea of sex itself is like uh, 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 you know is misogynist i don't know man i think contrapoints ke bhi nayi video hai she talks about that as well so abhi dekh ab ab dekh main reality biology to change nahi kar sakta hai na ab wo misogynistal mein kya karu yeah so you know uh, you know uh, coming back to the topic i guess uh, yeah you know it's very true that uh, uh it's a big satire uh, i guess this point or uh, the point of satire completely went over the heads of the people when it, uh, that film was released and when the book was released and you know the uh, the period in between when the film was being shot and what not um the concept of satire was heavily missed on them and that is uh, very uh, apparent in our society even these days you know satire is uh, satire can be very hit or miss Uh, i'm not saying said uh, the satire in american psycho was a miss by any chance right uh, by any way satire, the american psycho is is a very weird satirical horror film and i don't know if this uh, this genre even exists you know a satirical horror film so, but uh, american psycho somehow transcended into these two genres somehow but uh, people fail to understand these uh, messages right and uh, you uh, 
you can't really do anything about that in my opinion you know if if people because uh, i was reading somewhere that you know they had trouble shooting that film because uh, one of the shooting locations actual shooting locations where they had to shoot they uh, rescinded the agreement uh, the agreement because uh, some uh, feminists uh, in that area protested them sh- uh, allowing uh, the f- shooting of the film to be allowed there right and uh, i guess uh, i guess people miss the point but uh, when you look at it uh, in retrospect it is a very good uh, satire you know uh, there are points you know where you are kind of horrified and yet you are laughing right you know where there is the scene of uh, patrick bateman lounging in his office doing nothing like uh, always and you know he's toying with this women's hair hair lock and uh, she she was probably the victim uh, who had uh, who, uh, he, she was probably his victim of last night and he is just somehow toying with his hair so casually her hair so casually and th- that is something which is gruesome yet somehow oddly comical and um, people don't seem to give enough credit to american psycho for that and uh, yeah uh, satire, satire on consumerism and the satire on uh, the yuppie behavior of the 80s and you know the elite behavior in general is very apparent and i guess uh, people should try to appreciate it more in my opinion yeah so so uh, uh, abhinit said uh, you know talked about you know the, the that american psycho setting the standard for beauty uh, you know beauty standards and grooming standards ironically it said grooming standards for men you know and uh, you even had american psycho patrick bateman action figures and what not and uh, you know you were trying to inculcate young psychopaths and uh, i don't know what but you you still have you know american psycho type groom, uh, patrick bateman grooming lines and uh, how to dress up like patrick bateman and such websites and such articles do pop up from time to time and uh, do you think that people miss the point you know just, as i was uh, as i was saying back then do you think people miss the point the entire point of the film just because of the comparatively toned down violence that was shown in the film in comparison to the book you know in book the uh, description of the crimes are actually very grotesque but uh, in the movies uh, in the movie you can see you know whenever the crime scene is about to be committed the camera angle shifts to something else right and do you think that you know it somehow the, this, uh, it shifts the attention of the film from you know a satire to you know just uh, i don't know it gives a uh, it uh, it was misinterpreted by the audience in some way see i think the way i see it is that um the the see i i don't think that uh, the the violence in the film should have been more right because after hmm. a point you know it it loses the point it's trying to make and it's just gratuitous violence right yeah. i think that the violence and uh, amount of violence in movie is just the op- appropriate right yeah the, the the changing factor here is that you know uh, the kind of violence that happens in the book it just horrifies you to such an extent that you possibly cannot or would not want to identify with patrick bateman in any manner right yeah but movie you know it's just like yeah theek hai matlab it just leaves you with that you know if you're stupid enough go ahead you know it it because you know if if, if the level of uh, uh, violence that is shown in the book was shown in the movie it would have traumatized people right of course like, exactly traumatized people to a great extent and i then you know this this wouldn't wouldn't have been possible right but again if if it ha- it would have been that much you know it would have taken away the point of the movie right which it was trying to make which i think is important right so books goes on into like long and long like you know monologues and you know things like that the point of it is to you know a one point of it is to bore you you know so that you do not like patrick bateman it mm. the book wants you to hate patrick bateman right but the movie 
it it's supposed to it, it it you know of course the page the book is 400 pages right the movie what it does is that it wants to quickly make a point about Patrick Bateman in the 2 hours or you know whatever is the its run time right so in that sense i think the film does a very great job right and and if it leaves uh, some room for misinterpretation i i don't think that that can be escaped but i don't think that the level of violence that was in the book because you know of course reading it might not affect us that much but watching it would suddenly affect us right but i don't think that you know uh like a next level desensitized violence in movie was required because that would take away the point of the movie so right. i agree with uh, i agree with avinit 100% on this i mean of course uh, like the violence is, a, is an essential part of patrick uh, when as a character and again the movie handles it very tastefully it shows the violence but it does not show the violence at the same time and uh, that i believe is it captures the essence of uh, patrick whitman as a, as a character as well as making it more palatable to a wider audience though yeah precisely precisely though arjun's point about it being misinterpreted is also correct because a lot of people do take it as a slasher movie and do take patrick whitman as an inspiring character mm. i mean i can understand why he's kind of an ubermensch because he exists in a place uh, way beyond the normal person he is uh, he is a wall street banker he makes he makes a lot of money he is very fit he is the epitome of male beauty mm. he has toned abs he has a toned body he takes care of himself and he follows his own principles going and uh, the which go against the world's principles at large which is again depends upon if you believe that he actually murdered people or not but again he is a character to aspire towards because he represents he represents something for a lot of people but again people forget that he is a satire in this entire uh, you know in that glorification of him people forget that patrick bateman is not what he is supposed to be i mean okay there are admirable aspects that you might want to inculcate into your own self but don't turn into this person because at the end of the day it is very obvious that bateman hates himself and believes that he is diseased and his confession the entire uh, monologue at the end of the film and uh, the fact that he the fact that he has his that entire uh, seen about seen about him murdering a lot of people and this this running it's again indicative of the fact that bateman is running from himself he does not like himself he hates himself even though he has attained whatever he wants to or you know whatever he believes that he wants to attain he has attained but again he hates himself at the end of the day he is incomplete on the inside and that is why i believe that patrick bateman again should not never be glorified we should all learn from patrick bateman and uh, you know just try not to chase materialism completely and uh, just not chase after whatever we think we want but again introspect and uh, you know try to attain what we truly need i mean oh, that's what i yeah. that yeah. is a very nice place to end the mini yeah, episode yeah, i guess any yeah any final comments yeah and na i guess samrat what samrat said was very true and uh, you know i guess it is uh, i guess uh, uh, in the times we live in i guess it is very important that the element that we are most trying to portray to uh, through some form of art it has to be very 
bare and you know it has to be very naked like the satire has to be very naked otherwise it will go down the american psycho road of you know just being a horror slasher film and uh, people will misinterpret it but uh, i guess that also falls down ironically uh, consumerism uh, american psycho itself was devoured by commun- uh, consumerism and that's why uh, its message might have uh, gone uh, might have gone unnoticed and yeah i just hope that you you know as long as there are people you know like in the fountain head uh, there were people i know many of uh, i guess abhinit doesn't appreciate the message of fountain head a lot or he is he isn't a big fan of ayn rand but uh, in the fountain head there was this one thing that uh, holds very true you know there if if your art is true and if your art is uh, if you are true to your art then i guess uh, there you will have appreciators right uh, no matter how few but you will have appreciators and uh, they will know that your work is good and maybe in the future your work will even get even better recognition and that's the case with many uh, other uh, forms of art and you know other people and artists in the uh, uh, you know if you check history if you uh, if you look into the history there, there are many other people so i guess american psycho might have been misinterpreted back then but now it ha- in re- in retrospect it has a very glowing uh, uh, it uh, it always receives glowing re- tributes and glowing reviews and what not so yeah i guess this is a very good place to end the episode right the mini episode and uh, it was really fun dissecting a slasher film about uh, an uber handsome guy with you guys right yeah. i and, i just uh, like to say that yeah but uh, i mean you know american psycho and patrick bateman remain you know one of the most interesting case studies that our contemporary culture has produced to look at the way that postmodern consumerist society uh, and you know the harms that it is doing to us as a civilization and as a people yeah and i think it's it's a great movie and a great book just don't confuse patrick bateman with jason bateman they are two very different people so i guess this is a good point to end the mini episode and, and uh, yeah i hope you guys enjoy this one we really uh, like discussing discussing uh, american psycho and patrick bateman and we will be back with a new episode a full episode which uh, oh yeah we have a, a special guest, guest. yeah 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 we special, guest special guest in the next for episode. our episode yes, and yes, yes. So yeah we we'll be out with uh, we'll be out with the new episode soon so i yeah. hope you guys enjoy this one till then and uh, i guess this is a bye bye from us bye take care guys bye 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 bye